Hey everybody, did you know that we're on Instagram? Follow us at The Refill Podcast. Also, please like, follow, subscribe, and leave a comment so that this ministry can grow and impact more people for the kingdom. All right, cue the music. Hey everyone, thanks for coming back to get your refill. This year is a focus on evangelism and bringing people to the throne of God. Now this episode is the last part in our evangelism series. And what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about discipleship or the process of growing and maturing in your faith. Second Peter chapter one, verses three through 11 says this, his divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness mutual affection, and to mutual affection love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, They will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is nearsighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble, and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You see, God wants you to partner with him in his divine plan to reconcile the world with himself. He wants you to add to your faith, goodness, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, mutual affection, and love. And, And you do all of that through the process of discipleship, through the work of the Holy Spirit, transforming you into a more clearer and consistent image of Christ. Now, in our modern day church, I've seen a huge emphasis on just really just making believers, which don't get me wrong, that's great. But if you read the Great Commission, you'll notice that Jesus doesn't say just to make more believers, but rather make more disciples. If we all focus on ministry that's geared towards just salvation, then we'll neglect the equally important call of becoming Christ followers. Because Christianity isn't just about being saved for all eternity and being forgiven of your sins. John 10.10, Jesus says he came so that we may have a life and have it to the fullest degree. Jesus wants us to have that fullness of life, to enjoy all the perks of being in the family of God, of being a disciple of Christ, which according to Jim Putman can only be found when a person is one, following Christ, two, being changed by Christ, and three, is committed to the mission of Christ. Now, I'm going to go a bit scholastic here. Because I think discipleship is is a little easier to understand when you just break it down into stages. So I'm going to go through these stages briefly here and then a little bit more in detail at the end. The first stage is spiritual death. This is unbelief. You just don't believe in God. You don't, you know, anything like that. The second stage is infancy. You're completely dependent on others. You're not unintelligent by any means, but you're just simply uninformed in your faith. The third stage is child. You're dependent on others, but you're growing towards an independence. Now, this doesn't necessarily refer to new or even fairly new Christians. You know, I've known a lot of people who've been a believer for a long time, 
and yet they're still stuck in their spiritual childrenness. If that's, I, I don't even know if that's a word, but that's fine. We'll move on. The fourth stage is young adult. You're a lot more independent and you're learning to use that freedom to serve others more than yourself. You're learning to be more God-focused and others-centered. This is also where you start being trained to minister and you're getting equipped to live out that great commission. And the fifth and final stage is parent. You're living primarily for the sake of others. This is where you're intentionally living to build others up in their faith. You're strategic in your relationships because you're mission-minded to be a disciple maker. Now, obviously, God desires all of us to grow into spiritual parents because really, if we look at it, this is how Jesus lived. So this is that upside-down kingdom-living citizenship that we've been talking about throughout this series. You see, God doesn't want his church. He doesn't want you. He doesn't want me. He doesn't want his followers to be dull. That is D-U-L-L, distracted, useless, lost, or lazy. Now, this is not only what Peter said in our passage earlier. This is also what Paul was talking about in his letter to the Ephesian church. Paul said in chapter 4, starting at verse 14, that his hope for the church was that they will no longer be infants, tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Now, I'm saying all this because my hope is that you'll see your need to be in continual discipleship. That's why I've made the focus of of my ministry to get you to fill up and pour out all the time. You need to be continually filling up with God. That's that's prayer, study, worship, and and service so that you can grow as a disciple of Christ, so that you'll, you'll pour out his gospel to others and then help them grow as well. And so now you might be wondering, why is this the last episode in a series on evangelism? And that's because, as I said earlier, too often we just stop at evangelism. You know, we show people God's grace and then we move on to the next person because we're just so focused on making believers that that's what we think it's about. And we miss the call to make disciples. You know, we don't realize that discipleship and evangelism are two sides of that same coin. So I don't want this to be true in your life, you know, hence the call for discipleship and and filling up and pouring out. But I don't want you to do that to the person that you just wrote down and evangelized to. So how do you do this? How do you help this new believer, this person that you shared the gospel with and they gave their life to Christ? How do you help them mature in their walk with Christ? And the first thing you can do, it shouldn't be a shock to anyone. You pray, be in continual prayer for this new believer. You know, the enemy is ready to pounce and new believers are just a prime target. And so growth for you and for them is only possible through the power of the Holy Spirit, which is accessed through continual prayer, through continual tethering, talking to God. The second thing you can do is get involved. Don't leave them in the dust once they give their life to Christ. Continue to grow in your relationship with them. You know, be their advocate, be their helper. The third thing you can do is just ask a ton of questions. You know, what are you struggling with? What are you learning? How's your life changed now that you've given your life to Jesus? How is God already trying to get your attention? And then listen to their answers and then be ready to point them to Jesus every step of the way. The next thing you can do, invite them to a path of growth. 
Maybe it's committing to going to church. Maybe it's committing to reading a, 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 a study or a book that will answer some of their burning questions that they're still just kind of hung up on. Maybe there's some next steps that they need to take in quitting an addiction or repairing a relationship. And all of these are so much easier to walk through if they have a mentor that's cheering them on, that's encouraging them, and then teaching them how to be more and more like Christ in those situations. The fifth thing you can do is teach them about how to live as citizens of the kingdom. Remember, they're, they're a new believer. They may not know how to do this. So take them through the Bible. Teach them ways in which to live in this upside-down world of God's kingdom. Gently, lovingly, and with grace and truth, correct them along the way. Also, you know, what you can do is be vulnerable about your own struggles. How you've had to learn how to do all of this. And, you know, transparency is just a great way to, to teach others and to grow, both for you and for them. The sixth thing you can do is get them involved in something. Have them be a part of something bigger than themselves. Have them join a small group. Get them to start serving in a ministry at church. Both of these are awesome ways for them to get connected and stay connected to other believers, for them to feel as though they, they belong somewhere, where they matter and are genuinely loved for who they are. The other thing you can do is urge them in their walk with Christ. You know, keep pushing the envelope of their faith. Don't let them be content with where they are, with just being a believer who goes to church every once in a while. Teach them that God has so much more in store for them. You know, again, John 10, 10, Jesus came so that we can have life to the fullest degree. He doesn't want you guys just to, to live. He wants you to thrive. So push them into a, a deeper dive into studying God's word. Maybe there are things that you see in their life that they still haven't given over to God yet. They're still holding on and you, and you can kind of say, hey, you need to give that to God. Maybe you see a potential for them to become more involved in ministry. And so you can, you can push them towards that. And then finally, what you can do is keep planting the seeds of multiplication. Again, the Great Commission is a call for all believers, which now includes them. Just like God wanted to use you and your story, he wants to use their story as well. So show them the importance of, of evangelism and of multiplication. Now, I want to end this series with a challenge. I want you to really take an honest step back and look at your life through prayer and study and, and honestly label at which stage you're in right now in your walk with Christ. Because you can't grow if you think you are where you aren't. So are you a, are you a spiritual infant? You may have just given your life to Jesus and you're super gung-ho, but you just, you just don't know a lot. Or maybe you've just never challenged yourself post that saving belief in Christ. So if, if that's where you are, awesome. Now you know where you can go. Now you know where your starting point is and you can move on. So start developing habits right now that will help you mature. Read your Bible every day. Pray regularly. Get plugged into a church and attend those services regularly. And then this is very important. Find a mentor. Find someone who can support you and guide you as you figure this whole Christianity thing out. Maybe you're a spiritual child right now. Maybe you've recently given your life to Jesus and, and you have some growth under your belt, but your, your legs are still wobbly in your Christian walk. You know, maybe when you stop and see how you view your faith, it's more inward focused for, for whatever reason. And again, if this is you, awesome. Now you know where you are. So to mature, you need to start trusting God more with your life. You know, join a small group or a community group where you can ask questions and develop and, and trust uh, that, you know, seeing where God is, is taking you. 
And then also for you, seek a mentor as well. You know, a mature Christian who will help you discover what an identity in Christ looks like. Okay, maybe you're a spiritual young adult. Maybe you've been starting to see things from God's perspective and you're, you're choosing to respond as a citizen of God's kingdom rather than of this world. Maybe you've been heavily involved in small groups or community groups and, and you, just, you just have this feel for more, for a deeper connection. You love being his hands and feet in your world, but you just don't know what to do. So if, if this is you, again, awesome. Now keep going. Start looking for opportunities to join in ministry. I'm not talking about becoming a pastor necessarily, but start serving in your church more. You know, do you have relationships where you're completely transparent about your life, about everything, good and bad? That's a, that's a great way to grow. Maybe you could use a person in your life who will challenge you and, and spur you on and help you relinquish control of those certain things that you're still holding on to that, that you can't see right now. Maybe, they're, maybe you have some blind spots that, that bringing somebody along in that walk with you can show you. Maybe you can also start to be a mentor for someone else. You know, maybe that's, that's a way that you can grow. And maybe you're a spiritual parent right now. You know, you've been involved in raising others up in Christ, and you're mindful of the needs of, of less mature disciples. If so, you're not done. You can be on the lookout for people who need a mentor. And you also need people in your life as well, holding you accountable. You know, looking at your blind spots. You need to still remain engaged and involved in, in, in the body of Christ. Now remember, wherever you are in your walk, it's okay. One maturity is not better than the other. Don't think that infants are somehow lesser than, you know, spiritual parents. Everyone is being worked on by the Holy Spirit, and that looks different in all of us, and it takes different times in all of us. So discover where you are, and then here's the hard part. Be thankful of where you are. Thankful because by the Holy Spirit, you just now, or will in the future, identify where you are so that you can now focus in on where you want to go. My ultimate hope is that we, all of us, you, me, will not only become spiritually mature Christians, but that we will become faithful, lifelong fishers of men. All right? Have a great, great week, and I'll see you next time. 